it's a special day as we know when mother came for the first time she outwardly saw shirbindo because inwardly she had been having his visions from a very long time even when she was very young she would see him uh, and she thought it's an apparition and she called him krishna and uh, she says that i did not know anything about indian culture but i instinctively bowed at his feet made that gesture which she never knew outwardly and when she came all the way and first time she saw him she did the same gesture and when shurbindo was asked that what did you experience because mother has written her experience on 30th march in that famous prayer he whom we saw yesterday we all know that so when shurbindo was asked by his brother barinda what did you see in the mother he said for the first time i saw a complete surrender right up to the cells of the body and then i knew the time has come for the divine life to manifest so the secret of divine life is this complete surrender <laughs> right then and there shurbindo said another thing which he saw and he told the mother is that uh, mother he used the word her she took his na- her name and said she is born free she didn't uh, need to do sadhana f- to get free she had to do it for earth and many other uh, reasons as an avatar so on this uh, day i thought we will read um, a page from book 5 canto 2 which uh, of course beladi keeps <laughs> repeating satyavan page 393 393 it is yes satyavan this is the first time when savitri sees satyavan and we'll see a beautiful description because who is satyavan he is the lord himself mother was asked who is satyavan he said the supreme lord he came in this form so in savitri we'll see both as the yogi shurbindo the yogi is ashupati all the experiences are ashupati's experience and he is also satyavan so this is a way in epics like in ramayana the divine becomes at once rama and hanuman so as rama he is the avatar and as hanuman he shows to human humanity the way to surrender both roles he plays this is how mother has revealed the secret of hanuman and we know it is shiva who has come as hanuman so they are single god shiva and vishnu are not two they are one so the aspect of vishnu comes as rama the aspect of shiva comes as hanuman so together so when she meets satyavan there is a beautiful description and where she meets in the forest she has uh, come out on a long quest to find who can be her partner in this great game in her mission so she meets many many uh, seers rishis saints munis uh, all kinds of uh, raj rishis brahm rishis sanyasins of the highest order but she does not find anyone who is ready for the work she has come for it's very interesting you know we would think that mother shubindo should have called all the rishis but he did not do that because this what is known as mysticism is in in india nowadays not in ancient times 
has become disconnected from life. It is more like inside you go and find uh, you know the presence and leave the outer life unchanged. But the beauty of Satyavan is that he is at once within and without. There is a divinity about him within and outside. So this is what we'll read, page three nine three. So she has crossed the, gone from the cities, the forest, and finally she has come along a mountain path in a forest where there is a narrow little road through which her chariot is driven. She is the, she is driving the chariot. This is ancient India. She is driving the chariot, and she goes, and the chariot stops in front of Satyavan, and then she. Has a look at Satyavan and what Satyavan is that is being described on page three nine three. Here, first she met on the uncertain earth, the one for whom her heart had come so far. Oh, it is said that before mother met Shurabindo, Nalnida writes this. So she had sent the seal of Solomon because her husband had come earlier to ask him. You know, yogis in India, what is its meaning? So, Shurbindo interpreted correctly. Now, seal of Solomon is basically Shurbindo's symbol, except the square and the water inside. You see the seal of Solomon; it's that. So, here she meets him, for whom she has come so far. As now, the description of Satyavan, as might a soul or nature's background lined. Stand out for a moment in a house of dream, created by the ardent breath of life. So he appeared against the forest verge, inset twixt green relief and golden ray. So you know nature. Uh, we know that you know all our activities, movements, and behind it the soul, lining all around. Its glow is lining nature. So that is how he appears in the forest. As if a soul is lining nature because it's a forest, and where is it? He, uh, how does it? The whole scene appear like a house of dream, created by the ardent breath of life. Life in one of her most intense and beautiful moments has created him, and that whole background backdrop. So he appeared against the forest words, inset twixt green relief and golden ray. Now you see how beautifully Shurabindo uses symbol. Green relief outwardly the forest, all the leaves and the trees. Golden ray the sunlight which is coming down, and he is in between the two, in some clearing of the forest where the light is coming down, and there is the forest all around. But look at otherwise, forest is the jungle of human nature, and the golden ray the sunlight. With that supramental touch, which is descending into Satyavan, who is the soul of man, who is the carrier of truth. So, how beautifully Shurabindo uses images to reveal profound truth. And then look what words: as if a weapon of the living light. So, you know, we have tradition in which we see weapons of the Lord. Last time, I think we read that poetry, discuss of Vishnu hurled. So, in Ramayana, we have that. The brothers of Rama, the two brothers, Shatrughan and Bharat, they were the weapons of Vishnu. 
So Vishnu himself came as Rama, Sheshnag became Lakshman, and Chakra and Gada, they were Shatrughan and Bharat. So the weapon, these weapons are conscious, that's why he doesn't have to, they know where to go and come back. <laughs> so Satyavan appeared like a weapon of the living light. Oh, I mean, it, he, would, he could slay darkness just by its presence. So all the gods who have these weapons, they are not for violence. Each weapon has a significance. So Shiva's Trishul, it can shake the three worlds, Trishul, and recreate them. So that is the power of the weapon. Same we see in uh, another place in Savitri, armed with the trident and the sign, the Divine Mother's description, on a sacred beast lay prone upon her feet. There is a description. So these weapons are weapons which are meant to destroy darkness in whatever form. As if a weapon of the living light, erect and lofty like a spear of God. His figure led the splendor of the morn. So when morning light is coming, so it looked like he is in the front and dawn is following him. <laughs> what a wonderful description. <laughs> Led. He is leading the splendor of the morn. Noble and clear as the broad peaceful heavens. A tablet of young wisdom was his brow. So what was the forehead like? Noble and clear. Like the heavens, the sky above. You know, there is a bust of Shurabindo in must have seen in, in the ashram. Made by this man... Um, Frenzel, I am forgetting the exact name. So when that bust was shown to Shurbin, uh, to the mother, uh, she said uh, something of his forehead he has been able to capture. It's impossible to create a bust of Shurabindo and the mother. <laughs> they were never keen on it. But some of them she has blessed and kept. Because must have seen something more inside. Or Now when she keeps, it's a pran pratishtha. Otherwise generally mother was not keen on Busts because photographs are there, they are they contain their presence. So, here his forehead how did Satyavan's forehead appear like the noble and peaceful heavens? Not agitated, our forehead, human forehead is full of agitations, fears, anxieties, but this is a peaceful forehead. Now, another marvelous line freedom's imperious beauty curved his limbs. How does freedom curve the limbs? You see, uh, normally when we create beauty, beauty, beauty of form, we do it with some idea in the mind. So, you know, it should be done 393. So, we do it in a certain way. You know, artists draw a design. They are based on some geometrical patterns. But this form and figure is made by freedom. Freedom's imperious beauty. Beauty which is Building its own form without any norms which are existing. So, this is something beyond the norms. And if you see Shurabindo's form, it is uh, very interesting how the form changed. We know he had those uh, marks, pock marks on the face, how they vanished. The complexion changed from Savla Salona to the golden hue. And his hairs, they started glistening. All these are documented things. So, this form was not just form built by nature's processes, but by freedom. The divine himself is creating a form, a mold for his own coming. The joy of life was on his open face. 
So you know this idea that uh, yogi should be grim and stern. So Dilip Kumar Roy once asked him, "Sir, you are grim in your high heavens." He said, "Who gave you this idea? It must be Nevinson's idea. He had of mind that Shurabindo does not have a smile on his face." He said, "This is not at all true. <laughs> the gods are full of joy. So the joy of heavens was on his. The joy of life was on his open face." His look was a wide daybreak of the gods. Beyond this morning daybreak, daybreak when the gods emerge out of the darkness. So when he opened his eyes, it looked like by that ray of uh, emerging from his eyes, the night would vanish just by his look. So his look was a wide daybreak of the gods. His head was a youthful rishi's touched with light. we can't imagine sometimes i just wonder is my own feeling that shurbindo when he came to uh, pondicherry what was his age 38 at 38 he had realized everything possible vasudevam sarvamiti nirvana uh, experience of parbrahman how i mean just imagine at 38 people are struggling with life they don't even know the aim of life he had realized when mother meets him 1914 is 42 and a yogi how he would have looked so youthful this youth has nothing to do with physical age but look at this his head was a youthful rishi's touched with light his body was a lovers and a kings somebody who would love the whole earth embrace all beings and mother says this that two things you must never forget the mother's love and shurbindo's compassion for the tiniest bird you know once when bansi dhar ji he was going to clean shurbindo's room and mother is standing at the door so she says wait before you enter i have some instruction for you what is the instruction so he is told there is a sparrow sitting on the ledge of the door Shobindo does not want it to be disturbed. This is his love. <laughs> When he is going to come on his chair, sometimes the cat would sit. Shobindo would come and sit on the edge of the chair. The Lord of Lords, Yog Yogeshwar, Lord of the Worlds, is sitting on the edge of the chair to give place to that little cat. this is shurbindo and we will if one chair <laughs> even rented chair this is mine <laughs> you know one of the reason is on a lighter note mother gave everybody you know rooms in the ashram so you know it actually it is nobody's room it is mother's room <laughs> actually if you see because anyways one doesn't possess it but how much possessive we human beings become even of the room my room <laughs> instinctively we become possessive my room my bed my this thing look at shurbindo he is on his chair he is shifting to the side so that the cat can come and sit so this is the lover and yet he is the king at once so he is you know like this is a description of lord rama when he comes that all the people in uh, janakpuri see him as sukumar komal but they also see in him kingly and noble qualities both that his porush is beyond measure 
so the commoner see him as a being of love and the warrior see him as the warrior beyond measure in the magnificent dawning of his force built like a moving statue of delight so as he moves his gestures everything when he speaks it is nothing else but delight you know this one uh, line expresses the entire madhurashtakam some of us must have heard i am sure uh, madhurashtakam which is all about the description of lord krishna asitam madhuram hasitam madhuram padam madhuram uh, adharam madhuram yes everything is delight so here in one line shrivinda summarizes moving statue of delight <laughs> every movement every gesture every posture is nothing but delight he illumined the border of the forest page it was he his light emerging from his forehead and all around which was illumining the whole forest out of the ignorant eager toil of the years abandoning man's loud drama he had come so you know he had come we know he 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 was regarded as already he was regarded as a great saint and avatar and rishi while in uh, before coming to pondicherry and he also had raj vibhuti he was regarded as the one man who would lead india to freedom as a great leader and we know that he was wonderful you know so many languages master and he left all behind why the loud drama <laughs> the entire loud drama he has left and he has come to the silence and marvelous line led by the wisdom of an adverse fate to meet the ancient mother in her groves so he has come to meet the mother where i will meet her here not in the loud drama those huge temples with symbols and chanting going on no in the quietude and magnificent of the forest i am going to meet the mother that is how he has come all the way and there is a beautiful uh, you know before coming to pondicherry in one of the um, conversation shubindu says that uh, in in the jail prison he says first two days he went through the challenges of isolation then one day he had the beautiful experience of love in all things and the divine everywhere then he says after that from that point onwards i slept every day in the world mother's lap so every night he was sleeping in world mother's lap not in the we may call it prison but for him it was supreme freedom so um he has come to meet the world mother in that he had come and look at this line led by the wisdom of an adverse fate we see things on the surface even all this epidemic on the surface fear all this but there is a wisdom behind all this which we shall see with time to come in her divine communion he had grown a foster child of beauty and solitude just like kartike is prepared for his great mission to destroy tarkasur in with by the six kritikas you know mother parvati is always um, keeping an eye on her child he is born of the energy of shiva and parvati so kartike is the symbol of the human soul that's how shubindu describes and he has grown up he is led by the wisdom of an adverse fate actually because of the tarkasur he has come and the six kritikas uh, he is in beauty and solitude he doesn't know you know he has to fight but he doesn't know how to fight he has grown up in beauty solitude and all the love and care 
hired to the centuries of the lonely wise he has inherited a wisdom which is not in books but which is imprinted in that atmosphere by those wise people who have grown in this solitude a brother of the sunshine and the sky if somebody would ask him do you have any brothers he would say yes <laughs> i meet them every day sunshine and the sky vast light vast as they were his brothers a wanderer communing with depth and marge marge is the margin the ultimate limits and depth is the depth he was communing because of the solitude a veda knower of the unwritten book this is one of my favorite lines that you know um, veda is not just the sanskrit shlokas written in books veda is everywhere because veda is the secret knowledge the ultimate knowledge ultimate knowledge is vedanta veda is knowledge so where is this knowledge in every atom this knowledge is there because of this knowledge this wisdom this pragya present in everything that's why there is the manifestation of creation so he knew this veda the veda shivinda says in synthesis no the secret veda the eternal veda is secret in the heart of every living creature and it opens petal by petal by outer shocks and inner revelation so this is how he had read this veda which nobody has read <laughs> no pandit has read perusing the mystic scripture of her forms so this veda is written in the language of forms the sun the sky the stars the earth the river the streams the animals the bird the bees this this is the language so vedic rishis actually use this language elephant horses sun as symbol of the supramental so they use this language so it's already there he had caught her hierophant significances their deeper sacred significances uh, we have lost this knowledge that's why you see in india because of this there was worship of everything in nature people started calling oh this is uh, pantheism this is uh, animism but you, you see even snake was worshiped why because he is a companion of shiva he is the evolutionary energy i don't know i mean nagapanchmi no people used to keep milk the rivers are worshiped mountains were every mountain there was a special puja <laughs> every mountain was a living being living creature so because in everything there is the divine presence elephant was worshiped horse was worshiped the weapons ayudh puja dawat puja everything was worshiped now we have lost that sense of the sacred but he has still kept it her feared immense imaginations learned nature's imaginations creating all the forms taught by sublimities of stream and wood normally we see a stream and wood we enjoy go for picnic and come back <laughs> but when he looked at a stream he looked at it as a force of life rushing to its source see every river has this beautiful story like shipra takes the parikrama all the rivers ganga the patit pavani yamuna the restless or kaveri the dakshin ganga all the rivers are brahmaputra the only masculine river it's amazing all these rivers the stories are so fascinating because they are uh, aspects of something so streams the life giving streams and wood and voices of the sun and star and flame 
and chant of the magic singers on the bows. So mother says this star and sun and star and flame. She says, uh, you know, somebody who is uh, surrounded by night, night of, you know, pain, suffering, uh, darkness. She says uh, to man, if you are, if you find yourself alone in the night, then gather the treasures of the night. What are the treasures of the nights? The stars. <laughs> Which is like a necklace around the Lord. Actually, now pollution, probably it will clear off <laughs> locked in period. <laughs> but uh, stars are the necklace of the Lord. Every night one can see like Deepa Aarti which is going on. So all these stars and flame, the fire, the sun, all these taught just like um, Satyakam Jabali who was sent by his guru to the forest and said you come back when 100 cows become 400. He gives him 100 weak cows and his guru's wife tells him, Udalak, he says, what are you doing? This tender boy you are sending for all this. He says, don't worry. I know my job. <laughs> you do your job. <laughs> so he comes back after having grown from, he must be 7, 10, around that age. He comes back when he is, let us say, 20s. And when he comes, he already knows Brahman. But then he bows to his guru and says, teach me the ultimate knowledge. He says, you already have it. He says, no, still I must receive it from you. That is the surrender. Because all through he has, he has now Brahmagyan, but still he wants the final touch from his Guru. So he bows down to his Guru and he is very happy. So how did he learn? The cow taught him, the fire taught him, the night taught him, the well taught him, this whole uh, dialogue of uh, Svet Ketu. So you know, the divine is everywhere, the mystic scripture is everywhere, the Vedas are everywhere. And the mantra is everywhere. What is the mantra? The chant of the magic singers on the bows. That's how he is describing the bird. <laughs> See, a bird is chirping also. Chant of the magic singers. They are magic singers. Why? Because nobody teaches them raga. They, they sing in freedom. What lovely song they come out with. And the dumb teaching of four-footed things. All the beasts in the jungle, as mother said about a dog. She said, dog teaches us many things. Five things she had mentioned. One was faithfulness, fidelity. All in French with a picture she has written. Then loyalty. Such things said, if we can have some of these qualities, we will be wonderful as human beings. So dumb teaching of four-footed things. When we look around life, everything with open eyes, with aspiration in the heart, then everything is a marvel, a wonder and a joy. So I think we will stop here.